Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. You heard it. It's another episode of Tailgater Sports, and hopefully it's the last of a certain kind of Tailgater Sports for a very, very, very long time. I will explain in just a minute. My name is Eric Roberts. You may have heard me on What's New with Menace. Maybe you've been on the Woody Show referred to as Nick Soundwave, that guy that works with Brett or Bort in the back. It doesn't matter what you guys call me. Just glad that you're here to listen to another episode of this fine podcast. I have two other guys with me who are going to ride shotgun in the next 45 minutes to an hour as we talk about the return of sports. The first guy, his name is Randy. He is an Anaheim Ducks fan and a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. How you doing, Randy? I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, enjoying myself right now because uh, Tyler, as we're soon going to find out, just took a trip and I'm uh, reading the comments of a certain video of his that he took while on this trip. It's pretty satisfying to read. Yeah, that's right. So let's bring him in right now. The third guy of our trio. His name is Tyler. He just got back from a 3000 mile trip in about a day and a half for some reason. How you doing, Tyler? I am exhausted, but we are doing well. We will come back stronger. I feel I feel like this trip has built up uh, my stamina because I had to stay awake for long periods of time while driving. So I feel Not more what stamina means, but okay. Tailgater I, don't, I don't think that's how it works. You know, you know how people <laughs> talk about how like, oh, well, you know, uh, if if you if you stay up till this time and you, you just you sleep, you sleep nine hours, you, you, can, you can make up the sleep you lost. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Right. So uh, to catch Ty- anybody up, Tyler did a cross country trip. He stopped in about what, six or so spots. I don't know. I don't know the logistics of it, but he went from L.A. to yeah. New York in about four days. He came back. He's overly tired, wanted to get tested for covid, didn't want to record in our normal time which is why we're recording over the internet right now so if it sounds wonky make sure to hit him up on instagram and twitter at tyler the board up and totally rip him apart for putting you through any kind of internet issues on this recording and i will totally take the hug. blame that that is my bad and uh, i mean i gotta i gotta give a round of applause to our uh, our good buddy tyler who somehow managed to accomplish the what it seems to be a seemingly impossible feat of traveling to not one but i'd want to say about three major sports cities and did not take a single right. picture of any stadiums. Right. So, yeah, Tyler <laughs> Tyler drove from L.A. to Philly, stopping in, you know, Indianapolis, stopping in New York, stopping in Philadelphia. You know. Hey, dude, on the road, get some nice videos, get some nice pictures for Tailgater Sports on Instagram, our account, right? He gave us one video, we, and it was— The most we got was the entrance. And it was— at the what is are they are they called the Rocky Steps in Philadelphia? I don't know if they're technically called the Rocky Steps, but you know so, the iconic Rocky Balboa scene. Run up the steps, do a little jump and cheer yeah. at the top. Tyler, give that to us. It'll be good for Instagram. You blew it. The execution was awful, which is just as good. Which is just as good, I guess, for interaction. So, explain to us oh, how you thought that was even what we were asking for, Tyler. So the steps I found out are. Actually, the steps to the Museum of Art for Philadelphia did not know that, but everybody calls them the Rocky Steps. I typed in Rocky Steps on my GPS, and that's what they came up as. Okay. So, like, okay. That's, again, that's not what I was questioning. I'm questioning about the poor execution of the celebration and the icon- most iconic scene in the whole Rocky Rocky series. Up the top, you know, man. hands above your head, jump up and down like you're celebrating something, and you gave us a a like tiptoe up the stairs and a, an awkward turn and like chuckle. It's on Tailgater Sports on Instagram right now. Go give it a look so we know what we're talking about. It's it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And for a movie buff not, like you, I figured you would have like nailed it or tried to nail it at least. Yeah. That was not a tiptoe up the stairs. That was a fat man run. Okay. I'll have you know that I was not running at full speed. I was, I was moderately jogging up the stairs. And I will admit, I did butcher jogging. the ending. I, I did butcher the end. I 
for whatever reason, I think I was just so tired by the time we got to Philly. I did forget to put my hands up in the air. That is on me. I take the full blame for that. Hey, but I can say I ran up the Rocky steps, which I think is a pretty cool thing to say. Okay, so right now I'm currently putting up on uh, my computer Google Maps, and I'm putting the Rocky steps... And the three locations I pulled up are all the three major stadiums in the city of Philadelphia. So Tyler, according to my map here, was 14 minutes away from Lincoln Financial Field. <laughs> we can get the weird seeing pictures of that. And that which also means he was also 15 minutes away from Wells Fargo Center. But you know, we can get a picture of that either. Um, and oh, oh, yeah, he's 14 minutes away from uh, Citizens Bank uh, Park. So uh, you know what, Tyler? Thank you. Uh, you, you, you killed the kid. Well, th- th- thanks, man. <laughs> drove through Denver. Drove through Denver. Mile Dude, High Stadium. For being as big of a sports buff as Tyler is, you would think he'd want to stop by at least, at least Lucas Oil. The combines there. It's a big stadium. It's a pretty stadium. You know the Colts play there. I mean, sure, whatever. Even if you're not a Colts fan, it's so you know it's yeah. so cool to go. It's iconic see house painting built. Exactly. Nothing, which is why I'm so surprised. And then he has a tenacity to text us. He's like, man, <sighs> let me tell you something. Yankee Stadium at night. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, do you got a picture? Yeah. Nope. Uh, nah, man. I just, I, I just, I passed it by on the, on the freeway. <laughs> oh, thanks, bro. Sick. You know, uh, it was not well lit at all. I, I've explained this already. It was not well lit. You couldn't see it because the stadium's obviously closed. You, if I would have taken a picture, it would have come out dark as hell. And you wouldn't have been able to see it. Yeah, but I mean, like, go during the daytime. You, you were there for an extra day. Yeah, and there's a couple other things I wanted to see besides Yankee Stadium. I don't get me wrong, I would love to see Yankee Stadium, but I also want to see it when the Yankees are actually playing because I want to go to a game and I can't do that, especially with COVID, and they have that's the lights hard. off because nobody's at the stadium. So that, yeah. that, that's how that kind of worked out. Tyler, but when you're on a sports podcast that's uh, looking for original content, you know. A picture of a stadium doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily kill the vibe. That's the, that's the main takeaway here. But you know what, man? It, it seems like you had fun. So uh, go check it out. Congrats. Tailgater Sports on Instagram. Tyler's imp- impersonation, his rendition, I guess, his attempt at the most iconic scene in many a sports movie. I would, I would put it in the top 10. Rocky up the steps, cheering at the top. I the Tiger. I would put it way up there, and Tyler just absolutely butchered it. I don't know what I don't know what it was. Again, I, I guess it's the heavy guy up the stairs thing that might have thrown him off. But go give it go give it a gander. Tailgater Sports on Instagram, and let us know what you think about the execution of of his rockiness. Sylvester Stallone is seventy four years old, <laughs> riddled with arthritis. God knows what else is messed up. I'm sure his back is shot, and I bet he could have done a better job at running up the steps at his age right now than the crap that Tyler sent us. Look, you're probably right. But I did send you guys a picture of Madison Square Garden, so that was pretty cool. Oh, you mean the entrance? Yes. Well, do you know how hard it is to get like a full picture of Madison Square Garden? Tyler, do you not have the latest iPhone? I, I do, yes. I'm bad at angles. Dude, does, 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 the, does the latest iPhone not have an option for a wide lens? Good thing it's not a wide angle option on the camera. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, all right. All right. right. Tailgater Sports on Instagram, guys. At Tyler the Board Op everywhere. Go rip into him, please. He's really, he's really irking us today. He really is. While you're at Tailgater Sports on Instagram, also check out the video of Randy getting in some drill, getting in some work while Tyler was 
sitting on his ass going across country thinking about Philly cheesesteaks and they probably didn't even eat one while I was in Philly now that I think about it. Did you eat a Philly cheesesteak? I did not. Oh my dude, I'm gonna kick your ass off the podcast. Holy crap, man. Jesus. Sorry, we're moving along. We're not gonna circle back on this guy right now. So annoying. While Tyler was was driving across country, not doing anything fun that comes with a cross country tour of America from LA to New York, Randy was in the parking lot of iHeart Studios in Burbank. I was in the trenches. Put in the work. Getting ready for Tailgater Olympics, which is in the works, guys. Again, Corona is really slowing this up. We need places to do it's, stuff, and it's not open. Yeah. It's it's coming. Trust me, it's coming. But while We're Tyler was sitting on his trip, while Tyler was working on his stamina by sitting down in a car, apparently that's a thing. Randy was in the trenches, putting in some work. Blowing out my hammies, blowing out my hammies in the parking lot. Yep, on Tailgater but, Sports uh, <laughs> Instagram. Also, Randy, he put in a little work. I don't know exactly what the distance he ran is, but so I don't know exactly what the time frame what that was. But we got a we got a video of him getting a jump start and a and a stopwatch at the end of it. So Gil, give that again. What do you think about some of the reception you've had of your explosiveness off the line, Randy? Uh not surprising. You know, everyone wants to pick on the fat person, even though they forget that they're just as fat or in worse shape. Um, or worse shape, sorry, should I say? But um, you know, it's been a minute. That's why I think I'm looking forward so much to the Tailgate Olympics. And I'm sure you can attest to it, Eric, because you played sports your whole life growing up. That like once you reach a certain age, uh you'd probably I would say like twenty, twenty-three, twenty, twenty-four. Okay, yeah. Like playing sports frequently just doesn't really happen anymore. Like you really have to put an effort. Oh, yeah, to do man. It you still stay competitive. You still stay like you want to, you want to do stuff. You just, you can't for work or for whatever reason, you know, sports is like, sports are expensive. So the idea of uh, getting to be competitive again and do something fun like this, like really has me excited. Right. You know what I mean? Like I just, I feel like when, when you're born, when you're born and you, you play sports your whole life, you just love to compete and you love to do stuff. But then when you get older, it's like the availability to do it kind of just goes away. Right. So, I think that's why I'm looking forward so much to the tailgate Olympics because I get to, I get to have fun again and just play some sports and uh, be competitive. So it's funny you bring this up because yeah, I played you know competitive hockey my entire life yeah. through college. You age out of stuff once you get away from like you know yeah, travel club or whatever. Yeah, the opportunities are fewer in between, and when you do get to do them, the level of competition isn't there, right? So now on top of that, you know I'm playing hockey yeah. way less. I'm playing, I mean, you know, softball leagues are out the window, Corona shut down. So like literally I was thinking the other day, dude, I haven't played hockey in like over a year. I think I feel like it's insane to think wow. about the time between the last time I was on the ice and now, and then I don't have any of like the other stuff that keeps me by. So the other day we were at the Rose bowl hanging out over the weekend, you know, just relaxing, you know, the big park area. And I was playing by myself, dude. I was like so itching just to like do something. And you know, my fiance's with me, so she's not really a baseball person. So I had like a tennis ball and a bat and I was literally hitting the ball walking over, picking it up and hitting it back to where I was and hitting it back and doing it. I was playing by myself just because I was out and wanted to do something. And I was like, dude, sports, it's a sport. Let's do it. Let's play. And I was thinking, it's like, dude, you don't do anything anymore. I'm like, damn, you're an old piece of crap now. Yeah. You're like uh, you're like that gif of Millhouse when he's throwing the frisbee and then running over Dude, to get into that was bat. exactly what I was doing, man. I had a little wiffle ball bat, oh, so I I get a hold of one and I hit it a little too far and I'd be like, ah, oh, crap. Everyone knows it's not it's not a hidden fact. I love gaming. I love to game. It gives me, depending on the game that I'm playing, it gives me an opportunity to be a little bit competitive. But there's just something like, at least if you've played sports your whole life, when you get going. And your heart starts pumping and you start sweating and you start like feeling the exhaustion creeping oh, up yeah. on you. It's like a drug, man. Like you want to keep doing it. Like for a little while before the gyms got shut down, I started going harder, lifting a little bit more, you know, doing some cardio. Good, dude. 
and you feel good. It, it's like a drug. Like you want to keep doing it because it's like the more tired you get, the more you feel like you're on the brink of hitting your stride. And so you just want to keep going at it, going at it, going at it. I think the idea of us starting this, like the whole Olympics thing is going to be a lot of fun because we get to finally, you know, dust off the old cleats and just do something. You yeah. know, I think about all the people who are just stuck in their houses being sedentary. Right. And it's science, dude. You move around, you get your endorphins firing, you get blood, you get your blood yeah. flowing, you get kinks worked out. It's just, it, just a little bit of movement just changes your body and your feel on the day overall. Go check out Randy's drill work, Tyler's attempt at stairs. And you could probably use that to kind of judge where they are and they're both their training. Um, <laughs> if you want to call it training, I don't know. But yeah, we are working on that. We may start sprinkling in some little challenges here throughout the weeks. Um, we saw your guys' reception of those two videos. So I think we're going to try to do a little more original content on the Instagram feed for you guys. Yeah. That way it's a little more than just recycled memes. I know those get fun. We get a, we get in the comment sections and poke at each other, but we want to put a little more out for you guys to react to, um, or at least to laugh at. And it's just tough because, you know, we're, we're kind of just confined by the walls of the radio station. Right. You know what I mean? Plus everything else is uh, is closed. But yeah, earlier today, Randy on, was bouncing a, a stress ball off of a wall and trying to catch <laughs> it in his pocket like Benny Hanna style. I caught it a few <laughs> times, but uh, when I tried to do the trick shots, it didn't work out too well. Yeah, a lot of buttons but, in um, there that we don't want the ball to bounce off. Don't forget, everybody, if you want to interact with us when you're not listening to the podcast, I'm at eSoundWave on Instagram, underscore Roberts11 on Twitter. You can reach Randy at Hey It's Randall on both platforms and Tyler at Tyler the Board Up on both platforms as well. Now, before I get into this, I know the MLS is back, guys. I know the WNBA, I think, might have been playing already, too, by the way. But I teased it a little bit, or I mentioned it. This is the last podcast before the return of sports, guys. I know there's stuff going on, but the major fours are coming back to action. We got the MLB's return coming up in just a few days. July 23rd is the open, their air quotes, opening day, their second attempt at an opening day. They got Nats, Yankees to open up the season, and then their nightcap is the Dodgers and the Giants. I love Dodgers, Giants, early season stuff. It's just ugh, nothing gets the blood flowing like a good... LA and Bay rivalry series to get the year going. And then not far on the hills of the MLB, you got the NBA returning July 30th. They have their seeding stuff going on. They're not going directly into the playoffs like the NHL, who is returning on the next day, August 1st, with their own playoff. They have, uh, what was it, their round robin, and they have the top four seeds on. We're not going to dive too much into it. So NHL straight to playoffs. NBA has a couple couple games of seeding going on. And then the MLB will lead the rush on the 23rd with the return of pro sports I'm jittery, guys. I turned on my TV for the first time. I felt in like months and months and months the other day to watch a Dodgers preseason game. And it was it was interesting. I don't know if you guys have watched any of the preseason stuff or the summer camp, they're calling it, without the fans, the pumped in crowd noise, the players wearing masks. Um, no, it's weird to see empty stadiums, guys. I know we poked fun at it saying, you know, there's empty stadiums everywhere every season. But to see them actually playing and there's literally nobody, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It is weird, and I, I do have to say I'm not a fan of the of the you know the the, the piped in fan audio. Like yeah, the they're using. I'm not a fan of yeah, that. Yeah, so they're using MLB the Show audio, so the MLB's video game. So they're pumping it in. At least have a five second delay. That way you can pump in the audio properly because it's like it, they'll hit a home run, the batter will reach first base, and then the cheers start to elevate after the ball's been long gone for like five seconds. I think fans understand that it's going to be unorthodox, and it's going to be different. I just don't understand why the MLB is so hellbent on making it as normal as possible. I think them trying to make it seem normal is what's making it weird. Right. Like we all know what's going on. Yeah. We're not dumb. So it's like, you why, know? exactly. So it's like, why are we pumping in like, you know, crowd noise 
and uh, keeping the camera angles wide. Like just, you know, like you ever watch a minor league game, how the cameras are nice and tight because, you know, there's not that many fans there. It's like, keep it like that. Like, I don't understand why we have to make it seem like it's normal. Like It's like when you know something is really wrong, but just, oh, you know, nothing's wrong here, guys. Everything's okay. Even though all it is yeah. is make it look more suspicious and more weird. Yeah. At this point, I'd much rather have it like, you know, when you play a video game and you play practice mode or something and you have the option to turn on the soundtrack to the game on while you're playing, I'd much rather them just pump in like top 40 music or like Migos or something the entire game than hear whatever crap they have pumping in right now, which is just the delayed cheering. Yeah, and me and Eric talked about it during the last podcast where we've kind of had a small taste of no fans in the stands. When they had the rights in Baltimore a couple years back, they closed off a day game for the Orioles to the public, and that one had no pumped-in noise with the exception of, I think, uh, walk-up songs for the hitters. And it was awesome. You could hear just the players talking to each other from the dugout. You could hear the cameras clicking. It was really awesome. And it just, it sounds better that way. It sounds more natural. The the forced in pump, like crowd pump up noise, not, not a big fan. And I swear, and I told this to Eric last week, and I'm going to be pissed if they do it. If a manager comes out to argue a call and the stadium starts pumping up the noise louder and louder so we can't hear what the manager and the umpire are saying, I'm going to be furious and I'm probably going to turn off that's the exact, That's exactly what's going to happen, though. There's no way they're going to let that audio get Like, every once in a while, you get a gem that ends up on YouTube, and those are the videos that I love. Those are the golden stuff, man, when you get to hear people chirping it up and just arguing and yelling. But for the most part, we're not going to get... We're, we're just not going to be able to hear that stuff. We're just not. Eric and I were talking about it, or I sent it to Eric. The NHL, the NHL will be playing on a five-second delay in order to prevent curse words and prevent, uh, you know, just obscenities from going off on the air. And I think that's like, you know, it's kind of silly. It's like, what, what is the point of of trying to censor these guys? The same with the MLB. It's like you already aren't letting them spit on the field. Now they have to make sure they're not saying things. You no, know? because like there's a there's a very strong chance. Someone's going to say something about someone's wife, someone's mom, maybe, maybe a slur here and there. It's sports, dude. What are you going to do? And then suddenly all of it, all of Twitter is going to go after that person. Cause he said that one thing, you know what I mean? So now it's like, these guys have to be conscious about, Hey crap. Now I can't, and I can't just like run my mouth and say stuff. I have to be like conscientious about what I'm saying because if people can hear me, they might attack me for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, Randy, I want to double check to make sure I heard you right. You said they're going to do a five second delay for the NHL. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yeah. That is not even that's not enough time that they're going to need at least like a 30 second delay for everything that's being said for how fast paced it is. A five second delay for baseball. I get that. I understand that. That's probably fine for hockey and basketball. You're going to have to have at least a 30 second delay. Well, the other day uh, when the Diamondbacks took on the Dodgers, which the Dodgers smacked them. Um, one of the things that really caught my eye was Mookie Betts was like, you know, chirping it up as he was running around the bases after that, after he hit that bomb. And right. so it's like, I'd love to hear stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it's not over the top, but he's not, he's probably not saying obscenities, like something like yeah. that, that bad over the top, but you know, those little chirps, like it'd be so cool to hear them because you, you look up to these, these athletes, or maybe you don't look up to them, but you, you know, you just, there's sort of these, they're, they're like these deities almost. It's like, oh my God, like that's Mookie Betts or that's, right. you know, that's Jock, that's Cody Ballinger. Like, I wonder if they say these things, you know, I wonder if they do these things. No, you know it, what was, I mean? it was so, a major opportunity for them, for sure. You know, the cleanness, yeah. the audio, but yeah, that the underlying tone is, and look, we were, we've talked about this for how many episodes and we've all kind of drooled over the possibility, but deep down, we all kind of knew it wasn't going to happen because of the fact, I mean, even yeah. for us personally, we all work in radio and we all, we all know that 
no matter what happens, curse words cannot get out. So no matter what, and no matter how the lucrative opportunity is and how clean and how much access the fan could have, they're going to do everything they can to not let an F-bomb or a curse word or right. somebody's somebody talking crap about somebody's wife or somebody's whatever, right? <laughs> you know, they're going to do whatever they can to not let that onto the airwaves just for the matter of fact, they don't want their guys looking like a-holes, you know? So yeah. we, we, we were drooling. It was definitely a pipe dream. It was definitely like, you know, praying on it. Hopes maybe just do something cool for once. Do something cool for once, guys. And maybe there'll be something behind the scenes, something that somebody can pick up or maybe, you know, team specific things that go come out of this. Yeah. But when it comes to telecast, I kind of figured NBC Sports wasn't going to let, you know, Crosby go off seven F-bombs and be like, oh, sorry, everybody you heard that. But hey, it's hockey, you know. Yeah, I, I love personally, I love whole like sort of shielding the children from these words as if these kids that play baseball, their dad's on arguing in the dugouts every freaking week. Exactly, like, yeah, barking it up with Dom, like, I know where you live, you know? So it's just, it's one of those things that kind of makes me laugh. But you would think also the five second delay thing that we talked about the, that the NHL wants to implement, you would think after the All-Star game, when they had Green Day perform as like the halftime performance and literally every curse word you could possibly say got bl- like bled onto the air, you would think they'd at least do a longer delay. But I Especially think with hockey, NHL, man. Hockey players got oh, dirty yeah, mouths. Mouths? Dirty but mouths. Jesus. <laughs> dirty mouths. But that's the best part, though. That's, that is, people have said time and time again, we would pay extra just to hear them bark it up. You know what I mean? It's like, and we understand too. It's like, you can't hold someone liable when they say something stupid when they're playing hockey. They're playing hockey. They're not thinking about what they're saying. They're thinking about the game. I think five seconds is sort of just like the movie, This is the End. I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. You guys have seen it, right? This is the end. Love This is the End. Remember when he puts duct tape over that giant crack on the wall? Like that's basically it. It's like a five second delay is is just sort of like to give the illusion that they're really trying to mask, but they know, they know damn well, they're not gonna be able to do crap to stop it. I feel like the delay might get widened as the tournament goes along, because especially if they're picking up scrums in front of the net, I'm assuming all that's going to be crystal clear. Now you get Brad Marchand in the, in the corner with somebody from the Canadians. (laughs) I'm assuming he's not making dinner reservations later with the guys. Yeah. Well, do you remember the world cup? Uh, uh, and you know, a lot of our listeners, they're, they're Hispanic, they're Latino, so they, they know what I'm talking about, but Mexico had this thing where if you face them and you kick the goal kick, they oh, would yeah. say a certain slur word and they would just sort of drag yeah. it out through the duration of the kick. Eventually FIFA started penalizing the countries that would do it as if they have control over their fans. Like, oh, hey, Soccer is uh, really crazy about f- penalizing teams for fan stuff. Yeah, well, FIFA is the most corrupt organization you can possibly it, think of, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Those rat and, and honestly, though, you get outside of uh, the U.S. and North America, fans get kind of ruthless sometimes. Sometimes the oh, stuff yeah. they are, you know, finding the teams or it's funny because, you know, we're watching all this this weirdness and empty stadiums. Dude, I see European soccer in front of empty stands all the time. And I'm like, why the why is that arena empty? Oh, yeah. Well, this, yeah. The, the, the fans kind of threw up a. A poster that was, you know, really derogatory, you know, <laughs> dropping this this curse word, calling this guy a, a thing yeah. or talking about this guy's background. And I'm like, damn, soccer hooligans are wild in Europe, dude. Yeah, man. It's bad. It's South America, too. Like, that, you say what you will about North America. Say what you will about North American athletics. Tell me the last time, you know, fans got trampled to death at games. Exactly. You'll find that at soccer stadiums scattered around the world because people there are absolutely bananas. They're crazy. But... It just goes to show that, like, this stuff is still going to happen. It's still going to bleed through. 
You know, like FIFA tried penalizing these countries, these poor, impoverished countries in Central America that took on Mexico's slur word that barely had enough money to take the team to the stadium that they were playing at. And now it's like, hey, guys, here's a here's a little fine for saying that word when you kick off. It's like these things are going to happen regardless. And so the idea of you're going to have the you have the ability to prevent them or stop them just seems futile. So here's an interesting little quirk that MLB has in the works with their video game MLB the show, right? So you know, obviously we're talking. There's no fans. There's gonna be no fans. I don't feel like there's gonna be any fans before the start of next year, guys. Can we? I think we're all kind of in agreement with that in any yeah. sport, really. Maybe football kind of sneaks in the back door because they got a little more time. But anything that's going on within the next week. Two weeks, MLB, NHL, NBA, probably no fans. Let's just kind of agree on that for now. But here's Can we agree that the cardboard cutout is the stupidest thing ever? It's all right. I, it's it's kind of quirky. No, it's kind of quirky. It's, I don't. I, it's, it's it's dumb. So dumb. It's it's quirky enough to keep me entertained when they come out of commercial breaks and stuff. You know, you see weird stuff and they somebody put put a picture up of their dog up behind home plate at Dodger okay. Stadium the other day. It's it's funny, man. That. Come on, it's 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 quirky. Don't be no fun. Come on, dude. I I kind of no like it. it. It has it has a weird nostalgia feel to me and i say this because nostalgia. do you remember well, well here's why nostalgia. do you remember when you played like the old in front of no fans no dude i Mad- came to my games no 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 listen listen, listen. <laughs> remember when you played the early 2000s madden video games or sports video games and if you watched a replay you'd zoom in on the crowd and they all look like paper thin cardboard that's kind of what it's gonna look like in real life so look, i don't know it, was, it gives me like I a weird video game way, nostalgia thing if i could have it my way every single cardboard cutout would just be of animals why not have the la zoo slash animal shelters make some cutouts and if an animal gets hit by a ball it gets adopted and every almost cool. every park has that like dog day at the park where they come back from commercials yeah. and show, dude. Yeah, have a dog day. That'd be pretty dope, actually. So, real yeah. quick. so here's the thing. So MLB and MLB the Show, right? They're working on this app, or I think it's already pretty much developed, yeah. right? So you can kind of have an at home in park fan experience. So what the app or the concept of this app is, right? So you, you check into the game you're watching. Say it's Dodgers Giants for their their opening night game, okay. right? So you check in. So it shows everybody who's watching, right? So it's kind of like a in-live popularity thing too because you can see how many people are, are logged in and watching the game on their phone while watching it on TV. And you react to the things that are happening in the game through your app on the phone, right? You have two options, boo, yeah. cheer, celebrate, right? So then you react to your own thing. It has kind of like a, a progress bar for the more fans on one side, so you're kind of winning the online battle. And the here's the quirk. The in-game production people on site, so at Dodger Stadium, they would be reacting to the fans over booing the Giants fans in the app. So say it's like 70, 30 Dodgers fans cheering on the Dodgers. They're going to react louder in-game on site at Dodger Stadium when the Dodgers do well and the fans are cheering on the app and vice versa when the Giants do something well and they cheer on the app. They'll turn up the in-game in-stadium volume for the Giants stuff happening. What do you guys think? I'm curious to see one thing specifically so i just had an idea pop in my head what if hypothetically giants dodgers or even yankees red sox two the two biggest rivalries in all of baseball right so what if the opposing fan bases uh like they're playing at yankee stadium and they're playing or they're playing at dodger stadium what if the giants and the red sox fan bases try to basically hijack the app and fill it with booze inside of the home stadium how honest are these home teams going to be like let's say uh for example like the boston fans hijack the app and put we'll say 80 percent booze to 20 percent tears uh to 20 percent cheers when the yankees come to bat 
inside Yankee Stadium. How honest is the Yankee Stadium crew going to be like, well, should we follow this? But we can't, we, we don't want it to look like they're booing, you know, the home team. Like, you know, what do we do here? I don't know. How, how honest are teams going to be with this, though? Look, I, I appreciate, again, the innovation. I, you know, if this was a fair, they'd get a ribbon for all their hard work and being, uh, you know, using the old imagination. But I think at the end of the day, at least for me, what I care the most about is I just want to watch baseball. All this other stuff is cool, but it's extra fluff. I feel like at the end of the day, that's just really what I care about. And yeah. We're already going to get the product we want. I'm going to watch Mookie Betts. I'm going to watch Cody Ballinger. I'm going to watch, you know, Kershaw. I don't really care necessarily too much for the aesthetic of the game. I don't care if I can hear crowds cheering. I don't care if I can hear interaction. Like I never, me personally, I don't participate in those hashtags. I don't participate in like, oh, you know, tweet at your team and maybe make them. No, I don't. I just want to watch the game. And so the idea of them doing this sounds great and all, but you need to realize very good MLB fan. There's about six MLB fans who are just malicious and just have bad intentions in everything they do. So I think Tyler's to Tyler's point, if he's, he's got a, he's got a fairly good point, but I wouldn't put it past certain fans from certain teams to end up eventually on barstool getting highlighted because they chose to put a slanderous remark or somehow make it <laughs> figure out a way to just ruin it for everyone. Cause that's just kind of how it goes with fans, yeah. especially baseball fans there's no way they can you know fact check any of this this is all fluff like you said it's all fluff it's all stuff to keep us engaged because yeah we're all pissed that we can't go to these games and right there's a 110 percent chance that there's going to be one astros game where some twitter movement highlights one game maybe an angels astros game or something in your conference or whatever i guarantee at one point there will be a twitter movement against the Astros where hundreds of thousands of people or tens of thousands of people flood into this app, uh, maybe a highlighted one where they all come together and be like, hey, Angels Astros opening weekend or uh, Astros Rangers week two where tens of thousands of people are going to come in and they're going to boo the ish out of the Astros because they can all do it from the, their couch now. Yeah, and you know what? And I, I'm going to have to say too, if I could, I definitely would somehow patch myself into an Astros game just to say, Bregman, you're a bum. Yeah, I mean, well, if, if like, there's no, there's pay, no, there's no fact money. checking. They're not going to check you or anything. You're not going to be like, hey, what's this Dodgers fan doing this Astros Angels chat room? You know, but you're going to be sitting there booing the crap out of Bregman every time he's up to bat. You're going to be booing every time Altuve, you know, catches a ball in the infield. And that's what the end game obviously is for this app is you can't do this stuff in person, which is is just the, you know, the kick in the nuts. Every time you start thinking about this, you get pumped for baseball and then you can't go to baseball. You're sitting here talking about it and then you got to deal with this fluff pieces, which, you know, would probably be cool for a game or two. But then you realize you're just tapping your phone, tapping your phone, tapping your phone and not even really watching the game. Probably. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because there's certain things that when you go to a baseball game that you just see other fans do right that i'm gonna miss and one thing i will not miss f the wave i absolutely hate that thing You're not a wave person oh. not a wave person at all Are you I was, a wave was person the randy dumbest thing uh, depends depends on the crowd i'm with i've never i mean i'm cool with it i don't really participate too often I, it depends on how drunk i am by the seventh inning usually that's usually when i participate in the wave but I've never understood the, the gripe that so many people have against the wave. Enlighten me, enlighten me, Tyler, because I mean, most of the time I just I see him on Twitter, people freaking out over the wave. And I'm like, dude, you're just being a grumpy old man, not having fun. Enlighten me as a non-wave person why the wave sucks so much. I mean, what what's the problem? 
so I will not go on Twitter and fight the wave. That, that's just too much. I don't have the time or energy or really patience to do that. It looks stupid. What is the point of it? What does it do exactly? Because supposedly they're like, oh, the wave is used as a distraction. You know, when the opposing pitcher is, you know, getting ready to pitch or whatever. It's stupid. It doesn't do anything. The dude's focused okay. uh, on the okay, catcher's that- at home plate. He's not looking in the third row to see if hold you're on, throwing your hands up or not. Hold on, hold on. But with that logic, what's the point of yelling out stuff during a game? Like, come on, see, guys, because, let's go. Or cheering because like, you can hear. hear. You can, no, okay, hold on. You can hear, especially like if you're sitting closer to like home plate, you can hear what the wow. fans are saying without looking at it. It's just going to hit you because, you know, it's sound. With the wave, that's something you have to actually vis- visually see. Pitchers and opposing batters are not looking, are not stepping out of the box or stepping off the mound to look up in the third deck to see if someone's doing the wave or not. They don't care. And I will say this, pitchers and batters also have, has, most have the ability to tune out uh, when someone is yelling at them. But sometimes, once in a while, that stuff will get to them and they will come to the pressure. Especially, let's say they've been slumping or you know just having a couple bad outings recently. That's fine. But the wave, what does it do? It doesn't do anything. It doesn't really accomplish anything. I will agree with Eric where I said, maybe, maybe if I am drunk enough by like the seventh or eighth inning and someone wants to do the wave, sure. If I absolutely belligerently drunk, then I might do it. But other than that, I just never understood. I don't, I don't get what the point is. Just, I I don't know. If you want to do it, great. I'm not going to bash you for it, but I I just personally don't understand what the point of it is. The worst part about the wave is the guy that's overcommitted to starting the wave. Oh, totally. And it's usually like some middle-aged 40-year-old <laughs> with a helmet full of nachos in one hand. Let's one, go. Two, three, let's go. And he starts running down the aisle oh. and everybody's like, dude, what the hell is this And problem? then he starts booing you for not doing it. Like, bro, shut up. I'm watching and the damn funny game. funny as hell when this guy is trying so hard to get it done and he's not able to start it, but then there's another dude about five sections down that was able to start in his section and the wave officially starts from there and the original guy has the most defeated look on his face, just hangs his head down in shame. It's like, bro, get back to your seat, drink your $20 beer, shut the hell up, dude, just <laughs> sit down. So you know what I'm gonna miss? With there not being fans in all these stands, the yearly video of a dude getting caught out on a date with somebody who's not his girlfriend. Every year it happens. Somebody in a crowd somewhere gets put on a TV and they look up on the Jumbotron and they realize they're on the Jumbotron with their arm around a chick. And then you can kind of tell, it's oh, they kind of lean away from each other. And everybody knows every year somebody somewhere, it's usually, I feel like it's usually like in Boston or the Northeast for some reason now I think about it. <laughs> It's always some dude, and he has his arm around his chick, talk, talk, talk. Then he realizes, oh, I'm on the Jumbotron, and it's like a slight move. And then the chick kind of realizes, too. And it's just cringe, cringe, cringe. But you're watching, and you just can't get enough of it. I love those videos. The best part about those videos is when that happens, and then there's another guy about three or four rows down, and he realizes, hey, wait, I know that guy. Yeah. And he turns around, and he stares at him like, what the hell are you doing? That's the best part. Another thing I'm going to miss with there not being fans in, in the crowds at MLB stadiums, old men straight pummeling kids for foul balls. Yes. Yes, my God. It's it's a sight to behold is the easiest way to say it. It's something that you laugh at and you laugh at for the first five seconds and then you realize, 
that dude is a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't like, oh, believe <laughs> he pushed out a five-year-old child for a ball that's worth about $7 if you buy it at Big Five or Dick's Sporting Goods. It, it's, it's amazing. And I get that feeling because everyone who's a true baseball fan wants to catch a foul ball at some point in their life. Luckily for me, I've caught one. I, it was a lot of fun. It's one of the highlights that I'll have for my brother for lucky years bastard. to come. I got really lucky on that one. Shout out to Cole Calhoun for the foul ball. Um, but it's, it's crazy. And I've seen it at games too happen right in front of me. And the worst part is it's not when a foul ball is hit. The worst thing that I've seen people do is when a kid is pointing to a player and the player is like the player points back at the kid and throws him the ball. And then out of nowhere, a dude who's like 50, like 40, 50 years old has a longer arm span reaches over the kid's head, grabs the ball and then starts like high-fiving the dudes are like, dude, you look like a massive dick. You're a terrible person. <laughs> I, your kids probably hate you. Your wife probably divorced you. Just sit down, dude. Just stay there. Sit <laughs> down. Let the kid have his time in the sun, you dick. Two things I'm going to miss with there not being fans at MLB stadiums. The race of the presidents or whatever they call them at Nationals Park and the race that against so the freeze at the, Atlanta, at the Atlanta Braves Stadium. Oh Fans falling, are- tripping over themselves in the outfield is just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it's it's in the dirt. It's in the warning track. It hurts. I can just tell it hurts. I feel like it's just the most pure form of comedy ever. Just these fans plucked out of their chairs, especially the ones against the freeze in Atlanta, right? They get a head start. They think they're winning. They think they're winning. And here comes this dude in a leotard behind him or a onesie, whatever the hell you want to call it, blows by him, just the lead evaporates, and then they, their form starts shaking, and then they tumble. And the same thing with the race of the presidents in, in, for the Nationals. Somebody somewhere is going to undercut one of those damn oversized bobbleheads, and they're all going to take each other out. And it's just so pure and so so dumb and so juvenile, but I love it so freaking much. It's hilarious. And without any fans there to race, it's not going to happen now. I hate it. Randy, let me ask you. You get a chance to yeah. see one race. What race are you watching? Are you watching someone try to beat the freeze in Atlanta? Are you watching the presidential, like the big-headed presidents in Washington, D.C.? Or, I will throw this race out there too, very underrated race. The race in Milwaukee between the Bratwursts that run around the, the field. The, the Bratwursts. Bratwurst. <laughs> 100%. The Bratwursts. The Bratwurst. I remember one time the Bratwurst were running around the field and an opposing player, I think it was on the Pirates, straight up got a bat and hit one of the Bratwursts in the back of the head. Dude went tumbling down. Probably should have been charged for assault. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Running food is just hilarious. Running food, dude, you always find a way to circle it back to food. It's just, it's never fails. It never fails. Hey, I have one question for you. Is this or is this not the Tailgater Sports Podcast that is about very food? Very true. You yes, know, very is. true. I take Take that back, I guess. Fair Dude, enough. it sucks. You know, this is the Tailgater Sports. This is Tailgater Sports. We started this when there's no sports. Congratulations to us, by the way. We did our 10th episode without a single sports being played. Yeah. So we were 10 in. Yeah. I think this is episode 11 when we do post this. We started a sports podcast in the middle of a pandemic where there was no sports. There was no tailgating. And our damn podcast name is Tailgater Sports. But hey, we, we found a way to get 10 done. Sports are coming back. Tailgating, uh, I don't know how soon. But the second we can get out and tailgate with some people, guess what we're going to do? We're going to eat some food, Tyler. Oh, we're going to eat some food. Also, shout out to us. Uh, like like you said, I think we've done about 10 or 11 episodes now. Shout out to us for not having any type of 
era talk as far as like whose thank era is God. better and that thank god i know we talked about that a little bit before we started recording today it's the one thing i cannot stand it's lazy sports radio because it's the easiest thing to talk about and you could debate it's it really prop, easily you, it's, it's a crutch oh, especially ever since he started it's always been like who's better lebron or mj like dude just let it go let it's, it go it's, it's low-hanging fruit it's mail it in radio <laughs> it's usually just open the phones and it's just oh, errors versus errors. You can't decide who's the actual winner. And it's usually, it's usually all because some NBA player is propping up his era versus some other errors. Of course, Pippen is going to say his era is better than LeBron's era. He was in it. Of course, Shaq is going to say him and Kobe were the best duo and his era was better. Cause guess what? He was in it. I don't know why these guys just foam at the mouth. Every time somebody says that somebody's era was better. The nineties was better than LeBron's guys. Shut up. Ugh. Before we get out of here, guys, let's actually touch on a couple other little quick topics, maybe a quick little lightning round. So the MLB is going to return in the next couple days, but we will have one more podcast before the NBA and NHL get back on the ice and on the hardwood. So we'll probably use the next episode of Tailgater Sports to get a little more into that and those returns. This is pretty much all baseball, which, which it felt so nice. It felt so nice. But before we get out of here, I have a few quick little quick hitter topics, guys. Let's call it, let's say, let's say, do you believe it? buy sell it's kind of every show has their own little buy sell segment however you want to phrase it so i'm going to toss out a couple little quick thoughts on what's going on around the world of sports and i just want a quick little synopsis do you believe the question do you believe the overall idea i'm tossing out so over the weekend guys antonio brown retired from the nfl he posted stuff on his social media he retired again right he, he i think he retired once before all this crap happened he got kicked off the raiders and then got kicked off the patriots he retired then he was coming back He's retired again, if putting that in air quotes. Do you believe Antonio Brown is retired and we will not see him on NFL field ever again? Uh, I do not believe he's retired, but I do believe we're never going to see him on NFL field again. I do not believe that he is retired. I do wish that he will stay retired. I don't think he will. I think at some point someone's going to hit him up because it, it, it happens every year. Some teams, wide receivers all get hurt. There, someone's going to hit him up and be like, hey, we could use your help, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's apparently working out There's with the Seahawks for, for a little bit, too. Yeah, and I've heard Russell Wilson wants him. Pete Carroll seems like he would be the dude that would totally welcome someone like Antonio Brown on his team. Pete Carroll has obviously had a lot of, um, I guess, big egos is the easiest way to say it. Play for him, like Richard Sherman, uh, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Marshawn Lynch, you know, with him and his damn Skittles. You know, um, I, I don't think Antonio Brown's retired just yet. I don't think he's going to play again. I just, it doesn't make sense. I feel like nowadays, the way NFL offenses run, you know, the QB is what you need most. If you don't have a good QB, you don't have a good offense. But I feel like nowadays, it seems that running backs and receivers are sort of a dime a dozen. I mean, obviously, you have your, 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 um, your anomalies who are just really, really, yeah, you your Julio Jones, you know, you've got your, uh, Stefan Diggs, you, you've got, you've got your, your, your big people who, who are just, they're just different. They're built differently. Right. And while Antonio Brown is one of those guys, you could, you could say he's categorized that. It's just, what are you getting from, from giving this in? You know, mm-hmm. like we're going to bring this guy in who expects to be our number one when our offense already has an established number one. And we've got a, we've got a set of guys who are ready chomping at the bit for the opportunity to play, to play next. It's like, why would I deal with the prima Donna when I've got 
I've got four right. guys on practice squad. We're going to cost me next to nothing to play. They're going to be playing with the chip on their shoulder because they're going to want to get, they, they want to get on the roster. They want to get an established spot. To me, it just, it just seems like a no brainer. Are you really willing to take in all that luggage? That headache. Hopes? Yeah. And who knows, yeah, man, headache. he's, I think he still has some legal stuff going on. So I don't know. I mean, I know there's, yeah. there's tons of players with tons of outside stuff going on. You know, when it comes to, you know, that, bad choices, that but why, he's he has a lot more than I feel the other ones have to deal with. I do feel like Antonio Brown has deeper issues. I do think that he has I, I think he has cognitive issues from playing with the with a with a bucket helmet and getting clocked. Yeah, and getting sent to the shadow realm and then back. Are you really willing to bring in someone else? Someone who you know is going to bring issues, someone who you know is going to cost a lot of money. And someone who you don't know might be the solution to your problem or look to what you already have. A lot of companies always choose to hire in-house. Why not do the same with your receivers? You got a bunch of guys who are hungry, who are ready for that opportunity. Do you really want to, do you really want to go down this road? You know what I mean? So I, I don't necessarily say he's retired, but I really, truly, honestly do not think he's ever going to come back to the NFL. So we mentioned Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. So I'll use him as a quick little pivot right here, guys. My second question to you is, do you believe the NFL season will start on time? Because a Twitter campaign very similar to the MLB one that went through people like Mike Trout, uh, Trevor Bauer, back before you know everything was settled, where they're saying, we want to know when and where, when and where, when and where. A very similar one in the NFL was launched over the weekend. And I mentioned Russell Wilson, him and a lot of other megastars like J.J. Watt, stuff like that, tweeted out tweets like this. I'm concerned. My wife is pregnant. At NFL training camp is about to start. And there's still no clear plan on player health and family safety. We want to play football, but we also want to protect our loved ones. Hashtag, we want to play. That's from Russell Wilson's Twitter. The hashtag we want to play was used by other mega NFL stars. So, guys, do you think the NFL season starts on time or do we hit a stalemate kind of like the MLB and MLBPA just went through for what feels like an eternity? I think we're going to hit a stalemate. I I feel like that's just kind of the norm right now, you know, and I don't understand. I I do not understand why people are so shocked by it, why they're so up in arms. It's like this whole year has been a very unorthodox year, you know, everything that's happened has never happened before and God willing, most likely will never happen again. So is it really that far fetched to think that the NFL season is going to be delayed just by a little bit, if not necessarily for the, you know, for, for the stuff they have to rough out, but more or less for the safety of the players, right? You know, sure. These guys want to go out there and they want to play, but at the same time, it's like, are these guys ready to go out there and are they ready to go play? Hey man, hashtag we want to play, right? Come on. Duh. It's right there in the tweet. Hashtag. Hashtag. I want to blow up my knee in a no, but in a nothing game. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, the NFL, I think, is trying to throw them a couple bones. I'm, there's reports that they're going to cut away with the whole preseason after, you know, taking it down to two. So they're trying to help. My biggest thing is, like, the MLB just went through all this. Like, how are we not figuring this out already? How are we not further along? I think the Chiefs and the Texans have to report soon. So this stuff has to be figured out before their training camps start, which they're all supposed to start early August. Like, how are we not further along in this process? We've had five months, you know? Because, Eric... We're America. God, we're so stupid. We what about you, Tyler? To, we have we have to complicate everything. Idiots. We're all idiots. What about you, Tyler? Do you think NFL starts on time? So I'm looking at my watch right now. It's Tuesday, July oh, you're wearing 21st. It. Cool. Oh, yeah, yes, I am wearing it. So it's a t- shut up, Randy. It's Tuesday, July 21st as we're recording this right now. The NFL season, I believe, is supposed to start the first or second week of September with no preseason games at just training camp. That gives us about six-ish weeks until the season starts. I'm going to say 
it's going to start on time as in it's going to start in September like it normally does. However, would not be surprised if it gets pushed back a week or two, mm-hmm. just a little bit later. I could totally see something. Uh, I, I could I could totally see a small outbreak in a team uh, that plays in a um, uh, what's the word that plays in a uh, that plays in a COVID heavy state. Um, for example, like California, you have the Rams, you have the Chargers. Um, you have the Niners. I could totally see a possible small outbreak in one of those teams that tells the NFL, like, whoa, whoa, okay, we need to slow down for a second. We need to figure this out. I could see something like that happening. But I also know that when the NFL wants something done, they will get it done as fast as they can right away. So if the NFL really wants this done, they will get it done. It's, I think it's just a point of like, how bad do they want it? Right. And that's my, that's my underlying idea too is the NFL's the NFL. The NFL is a monster of a, just a corporation and a league. Like they figured out how to do the NFL draft. You know, that was pretty much on the fly. Sure, it's a lot different than having, you know, games and, you know, teams and facilities open and, you know, but they, they were able to figure that out on the fly, get crews out where they needed to be or whatever. And it's the NFL. Like you said, it's the NFL. They'll figure it out. They know how much money's on the line in order to just get something on TV versus, you know, if it, there's no fans, there's no fans, whatever. But if they get a product on TV, they're still cashing in. And that's, that's, that's what the bottom line is. You know, they're there to make money. So I think the NFL does figure it out just because like Tyra said, it's the freaking NFL and it'd be weird to see them not figure it out for once. All right, and one quick final one on the way out, guys. Do you believe the entire NBA playoffs gets played in the Orlando bubble, or does something shut it down? Do they transition to home arenas at any point? Because I'm thinking, guys, if you're there through the beginning, through this little seeding phase, and you're there through whoever lifts the the title, the Larry O'Brien, that's a long time in the bubble, dude. And at what point do NBA players start speaking up about not liking living there, not liking the amenities anymore? Because the NBA summer camp feel is there. They're all there. They're all having fun right now. Fishing, shotgunning beers, challenging J.J. Reddick to his, his beer challenges or whatever. They're there having fun. It's summer camp. But I don't know if you guys ever went to summer camp. Summer camp gets a little boring after day four or five. And they're going to be there for possibly months if they, you know, depending on how far into the playoffs they go. So what do you guys think? Does the entire NBA playoffs slash seeding schedule get played in the bubble? Does it get shut down? Do players just say, F it, I'm going home? What do you think? How do you think it's going to shape up here? That's really tough because I think out of all the uh, the all the all athletes in professional sports, I think basketball are the uh, the biggest prima donnas. Right. And I that's guess. the thing, man. Dwight Howard's t- like blowing up. Dwight Howard's popping off like regularly about not wearing his mask while he's in there. It's like they're, they're the ones that I feel like complain the most and they're the ones that yeah. I feel like this could all just pop on them completely. I wouldn't be surprised if a series was affected dramatically because of this. You know, I, I don't necessarily think the whole thing will collapse, but I wouldn't be surprised if a team basically ends up forfeiting a series because some players get infected. But by default, if that happens, one would one would be led to believe that it'd just be a series of dominoes, you know, because especially when they're that, especially basketball, because you're so close to one another. If one guy right. gets sick on the other team, the other team they're facing by default will probably have a few guys that get sick as well. And then that'll just spread. And then, you know, just the whole big mess and then just lockdown, yada, 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 yada. So I am curious if by chance somehow one of the team, like if a series gets affected, how does that necessarily affect the rest of the playoffs? Because if they can't advance their series, 
how do they advance it? Right. You know what I mean? So it's just sort of like, do you just go from whoever won the, 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 the most amount of games before I got locked down or, or just who had the better record? So, but, but then also at the same time, I don't believe NBA players are going to mess it up. I believe everybody who's coming into the bubble that isn't an NBA player right. is going to mess it up because you got reporters, you got contractors, you got employees, you got all these people. Someone is bound to slip up and someone is bound to get sick. It's just bound to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm sure these guys are going to get sick. And if they get sick, it's not, it's not going to affect them that badly, to be honest, because these guys are freaks of, freaks of nature. But I, I just, I'm more necessarily, I don't think the whole bubble will collapse, but I do believe it wouldn't be a surprise if one series dramatically gets affected. Uh, I'm with Randy on that. I don't believe that the bubble is going to collapse either. There was that report the other day that came back and said that out of everybody that tested uh, for COVID in the NBA bubble, all the results came back negative. So, hey, so far, so good. Let's get this show on the road. This might actually have a chance of working the way that it's supposed to. Um, would also not be totally surprised if one player is just be like, Hey, I'm sick of playing in the bubble. I want to go back home. I'm out of here. Um, in that case, good riddance. Cause I mean, my thinking is you're in the playoffs, you're fighting for a championship. If you don't want to be there, then you look, you shouldn't have signed up to play in the first place. That's just my thinking. But I don't think the bubble as a whole is going to collapse. I actually feel very confident about the NBA. The NBA has gotten so big to the point where it's a lot like what I just said with the NFL. If the NBA wants something to work, they're going to find a way to make it work and they're going to find a way to get it done. And so far they have, like I said, no positive tests at all. They're doing a really good job. Hopefully this all works out the way it's supposed to. They can kind of set the blueprint for other leagues that says, hey, if something like this happens again, or for the NFL, that'll just be starting when the NBA is ending. Hey, this is how we did it. Maybe you guys could look into this, save your season if you know something in the NFL triggers and all starts going downhill. Um, would not be surprised if someone does eventually get sick, but I think the bubble's gonna go on just fine. And much like the NBA guys and the NFL, like we said, they figured it out. We have figured it out because we're about to sign off on the last podcast without any kind of major sport being played for us before our next podcast, guys. Give us a clap. Give us a clap here. Anybody? No, yeah, okay. Randy, turn on your mic. There you go. Turn off your Madden. Turn off your Madden. We officially will have MLB to react to before our next episode. And after the next episode next week, we'll have NBA and NHL on top of MLB. So I guess... Full steam ahead from here on out. We no longer have a reason to slack off and, you know, fall back onto. We don't have sports to talk about on a sports podcast, even though we did it the last four months. So F off, pandemic. Before we leave, guys, do you have any final thoughts? Give out your Twitter, IG, whatever you want. I'm in such a good mood because sports is back. Do whatever you want on the sign off here. I don't even care. I'm grabbing the closest beverage I can. Unfortunately, it's go. just a bottle of water. I'm going to do a cheers. Cheers to this time next week, talking about an Astros batter getting pegged in the Ooh. ribs. Jump into that okay damn MLB app and cheer the crap out of that one. <laughs> I, much like all NHL players, simple man. What 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 is that? Uh, who is it? Was it not Panarin? Some one of the NHL players is like, all I need is a place to sleep. Uh, no, Tarasenko from the Blues. He's like, all I need yep. is a place to sleep, like a sandwich or something. <laughs> Stephen Adams some was talking about people complaining in the bubble. He's like, this isn't Syria, guys. Like, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, hey, guys, like, we're going to be okay. But, you know, one thought I did have, actually, before we wrap up, and you, you, it just came to me right now, like, literally five seconds ago, about the whole talk of uh, these guys being stuck in the hotel. Are you, aren't you kind of led to believe that we might, we might get a slight glimpse 
of the over glamorized 90s basketball era toughness because these guys have been locked up in hotel rooms for God knows how long. Like if you're if you're an NBA player, you got to be like pissed off. You know, like you got to be in a bad mood. Maybe or so maybe I, they're I mean, just too good of mood because they're at NBA summer camp. Maybe I, I thought know, about man. them I being think... able to turn it back on because they're just out chilling, relaxing in these like ice baths, shotgun and beers with each other. I'm like, yo, you guys are going to be on the floor grinding in two Dude, days. I, I remember I remember when I would play uh, back in high school and we play sports like the seniors at the last game. Like we're in the playoffs like, eh, whatever, I'm, I'm over this. Let's just lose. What if the NBA guys are going to be like, you know, man, let's just. I, mean, I don't know. We can we can win it next year, right? Like, yeah, all right. Phoenix right, Suns, whatever, maybe you know they're out there. But, eh, you know, let's, I'm over this damn summer camp bubble. Man, you know? I'm I'm going Mail to the Lakers in. next year, anyways. Whatever. <laughs> all right, so let's wrap it up, guys. Let's get to sports. Uh, the sooner we wrap this up, the sooner Randy can get another drink, and the sooner we can get to baseball. Until next week, don't forget. I'm lightheaded. <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Tailgater Sports. Yes. I'm at East Soundwave. Hey, it's Randall. Tired of the board up on all those other fun things. Interact with us. Interact with us when you get a chance. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know if you're booing the Astros or the Giants on that weird MLB app. Until next time, guys, we got sports. Peace out.